Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Luca Nation, episode 607 of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. 607. Huh? So, when National was coming around, right before that, I mean, National of last year, remember that, Cage? Yeah. Oh, no, you don't. You were blindly buying World of Women and making millions of dollars. But we'll go no, into I that. Was not, I was not going international. I was not doing that. I most so, definitely was not. Rob Go 607, man. 607 is that was my that was my area code in college. That's a that's a yeah. New York area code 607. It's Southern Tier in New York, I think. Staten Island. You know, in 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 college, our phone numbers were 777. Did I ever tell you this? I think I might have told the story. We're 607 episodes in. 777 and then four digits after it, right? So the poor people who lived at 777 film got a lot of calls. You know what 777 film is? Or am I showing my age? It was like- Well, well you're showing your age because people don't even realize listening to this, you didn't have to dial the area code. <laughs> area codes were a new thing, right, Cage? I mean, there's always been area codes as long as I've been around. But, you know, you suppose, hey, can you connect me, operator, with the wire? No, I'm not that old. But, no, but it's just 777 film. And these, pe- these people would pick up their phone and be like, hi. And they'd be like, okay, what time is uh, Titanic playing? It was a movie phone. It was like a, re- a recording that told you, okay, put your zip code in, and it would give you, like, times of movies. Anyway, I digress. 607. Talk so, to me. you guys What's remember – um, Rob Go he bought the Mickey Mantle $5.2 million for the yeah. PSA 9, and he wanted to do something cool. Um, this is early days of NFTs, so he, he uh, NFT'd his Mickey Mantle. It was rotating, had Mona Lisa on the back, and anyone who bought one would get, you know, dinner with Rob or some sort of access. Well, here we are seven, eight, nine months later, and Gage, the one of one, Tops Mickey Mantle just sold on OpenSea. Mm-hmm. How much is open? More than a house. Open? No, no, it, really? it ended. More than a house. 470,000 USD. A hundred. Let me give you the exact number so I don't put my foot in my mouth. Where are we at here? Where are we at? 175 ETH. One of one by tops, i.e. Fanatics. Tops bought it. No, it's tops it, sold it. It's oh, no, tops is it's uh, sold it. Mm-hmm. Who bought it? That's why I went for so much because it's like a licensed NFT. Listen, it better it, it better come with dinner with Rob Go. What, what do you what do you make of this story? I, what do I make of it? It's probably somebody with a lot of money, um, you know, taking a flyer on something. Didn't Coke, Coca-Cola do a one-of-one NFT that was like a soda machine that also sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars? You know? You would know better than I am that. Other companies did other things, like Pepsi did microphones and Budweiser did cans and stuff like that. And they probably all made a half a million dollars, but they didn't do one-of-ones. You know what I mean? So this was, you know their own their own little nft that they did one of one i don't know man i don't know what the story is on it you know but i'm pretty sure coke did an auction for one in august and they made 500 and something thousand dollars yeah here it is 
Coca-Cola NFT auction on OpenSea fetches more than $575,000. Coke's first ever NFT sold as a single asset with proceeds benefiting Special Olympics International. Was there any charity involved in this one? Shame, if not. Shame, if not. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like a soda machine. It was weird. But yeah, Coca-Cola auction. 72 hours as a single loot box via OpenSea. $575,000. So, listen, yesterday we were a little stoner. Today, you're talking about Coke. We are never dull moments here. Never dull moments over here. What do I make of it? What do I make of it? What I make of it is it's not something I would ever spend because that's more than my house is worth. Um, It's, but from a high level, it's an acknowledgement that by tops and or fanatics, however you want to read it, that this is a viable um, area of collectibles. They are dipping their toes in the water. Uh, They sold on open sea. Which you know is is it's also an indication of you know somewhat decentralization instead of having their own centralized you know sure. sale you create name their it, own wax platform create their own yeah like tops will have you know their own wax obviously but this is not that this was done differently right right so you know the, the they went the to order. where the people are instead of asking people to come to them yeah you know what, you know what I noticed. So it's been yeah. a very weird month, few weeks for uh, NFTs. I mean, there have been a few pump and dumps, you know, Zipsy, uh, Suna, uh, all these like project pumped up, pumped and took a lot of liquidity out of the market. And I think what people want is they actually do want licensed NFTs. They want to know that at least there's something standing behind them. If not an anonymous team, okay, we have a a card that has had historical value that's provided by a licensed company. Mm-hmm. I, I think so what that you're telling me is that you want an asset, but when an asset is not established, correct. It's good to have an established brand behind it. Correct. Right. And that when you can double down and put something extra on the asset, then it becomes even doubly more valuable, better play, more safe, you know, something that people will be willing. You know why I love your intro? Because I told you I had a cool play that's not going to be on Card Ladder. Okay. You have, with an NFT discussion about Mickey Mantle, have, 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 it's a great segue into my play. A great segue into my, but I don't want to take away your NFT momentum because if you wanted to talk about NFTs a little bit, ours, some of the utility we're doing, then stay on that. Oh, you want? I hate when you do that. Why don't you just say what you're thinking instead of leading me to water and making me flounder like a fish? Because I, I like when a fish has to drink water or something, you know. Dude, this is what we do. You know, it, there, 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 you know, there is no. You know, All right. Well, no here, here, here we are. The month of March, um, <laughs> six months into our, our NFT project, we've done the Dibs Partnership Reward Program. We've done the SGC Free Grading. This month, we did something a little fun. Where uh, any of your you everyone everyone's tigers is different, hence the non fungible. Uh, when you're like different, they have different traits, <laughs> and some of the traits are necklaces, uh, football, baseball, basketball. And if you have a tiger with those traits, and by the way, you could head to OpenSea right now, and there are some listed from Tiger Kings or Mamba's Fadeaway. That's it's basically the same thing to myself and the Tiger Kings, but it all goes to one place. 
for 0 0.06. So you could still buy a tiger with a necklace trait. And what we're doing is, uh, whether it's Top Shot, whether it's Panini Direct, we're going to send you guys free of charge, covered all the fees, um, different moments, different digital collectibles for holding that tiger. And, well, I'll stop there. So that's one thing. Are you sending somebody the one-of-one one Mickey Mantle? Is that how you led into this? Do you buy the Mickey Mantle for 400000 and I it's did. going to somebody with, with a necklace? It's been a good year. Nice. I, I have one with a necklace. I don't have one with a necklace. I wish I did. But I don't have one with a necklace. You're going to give me the ice stuff. I can't win the Mickey Mantle. That's awesome. That's great stuff. Um, are you smiling at me? Are you giving me those eyes? That's no, like, neighbors. You don't know my, name. You don't know my address. You don't know my name. You don't, you don't play little baby games with me. Look, she's playing. She's over there. She's got this vibe. She's got this little baby vibe going on here. She's like, hello. She don't know my name. She don't know me. Yeah, look at you, Vince Vaughn. Look what you're doing. Go ahead. Give it, give it. Hey, I'm the asshole. I would never read here. I would never read here. No? <laughs> Why you put on mute? You don't want them to hear me? Hi. <laughs> this is amazing. I love my life. Oh. Well, so listen, guys, if you hold a Tiger NFT, we've done a whole bunch of fun utility with it. And now, if you have a Tiger with a necklace, football, baseball, basketball, not only are we giving stuff away, but some of the ones that are being given away, you know, is Andrew's personal vault. He's got, you know, a Peyton Manning peacock, which is limited to 62. He's got uh, a rising star, James Wiseman. You know, that sells for 150 200 bucks, whatever it is. And it's a real good uh, serial mm. number on that one too so it's probably even more than that 300 bucks who knows for sure we got a J john morant panini digital blue circles limited to 99 only 99 of these bad boys that's going out to somebody too um you had other ones on there you, was it a suggs suggs rookie on there suggs. Just, just crazy stuff right? suggs, iverson, uh, cole anthony curry. iverson curry pink pulsar so we're having some fun with it and um that's just the tip of the iceberg i'm starting to think of more ways to add value to holders in perpetuity, not just, you know, you hold the tiger, you get a, a gift. Those are nice, but like, how do you kind of, you know, okay, cool. We want to do stuff that if you're holding a tiger in perpetuity, um, you're getting value. Let's shift gears. I love podcasts with um, NBA players. Like JJ Reddick does a really, really good job with this show. And if you guys out there, you know, you kind of want to get the scoop of, what's happening behind the scenes, what gets the NBA going. I highly recommend his show. Like last night I listened to him and Draymond. And it's interesting, man. It gets man. the people like, going. It gets the people going. It's interesting, right. though. Like Curry is a shell of himself without Dre. But Dre wouldn't be Dre without Curry. And then game six, Clay. Like it's hilarious how um, Clay never talks, he says, but Every time there's a game six in the playoffs, he goes to Draymond and whispers in his ear. He says, get me the ball. I'm going to go off. <laughs> and if you guys, and what he said was, so he went off game six versus OKC. But he also, right, he was going off against Toronto right before he, he tore his ACL. 30 points in three quarters for Clay that game. A lot of people don't sure. realize that. So... That's interesting. There was a good interview with Rick Barry talking about how the refs need to call the games, you know, stop allowing uh, moving screens, travels, walks, like start calling the game by the rules. So there, there's that topic. I think we got to give Celtics a lot of credit, man. They shut down the Grizz. Luca, unstoppable. So feel free to stop me. I'm kind of riffing and ranting, but like any oh, of those. You, listen, I mean. Uh, we got to make you a shirt. 
for Mint Collective, which is now three weeks to the day away. The shirt's going to say, I watch the games. That's got to be part of our merch. You clearly watch the games. Manny, you listen to our episodes, right? You called me this morning and you um, have a little idea, a little something fun that you want to do before Mint Collective. There's your... uh, Whatever. Andrew watches the games. We'll put your, your picture on it, you know, like with like crazy eyes, maybe like a couple, couple like paraphernalia, maybe some tiger stripes. And what's that, man? What's that? Maybe like the Mexican flag behind you. Maybe put like a like a sombrero on your head and a, and a TV behind you that says, I watch the games. You have a call at 3.30 and you're just talking. We're never going to get to your play. We're never going to get yeah. to my play. I mean, so I'll be late. You know, I mean, it is one of this shit happens. But you're never you know? late for I mean, calls. I know. I try. I listen. I try to be um, on time for everything. Do you have a play? Well, I have a question that would lead to a play. Ooh, so nice. If you look, LeBron top Chrome BGS, LeBron top Chrome BGS nine fives. At one point, that was a ten thousand dollar card. Not at its highest. Its highest was probably thirteen, fourteen, but it was an eight to ten thousand dollar card on any day. For a duration of time. Cage, that card could be had for $3,000. Now, that's not a low-pop card. That's not a low-pop card. Are we overselling LeBron? Are we recency bias, given how terrible this Lakers team has looked? Are we recency bias overselling LeBron? And the same goes in a lesser degree to Russ Westbrook. Those would be my two plays, by the way, guys, if you can't understand. Like, I hinted at it. I don't know those markets that well. I brought you guys Russ Westbrook mm. when he was in Washington to tell you guys to buy him, be- and he's going to get moved. That was a great play. Wow. He's, he's you know not- what I'm learning? Yes, you know go learning? ahead. Miras los juegos. Miras los juegos. You- it's something about eggs. <laughs> Yes, yes. You watch the eggs. You're on mute. Miras los juegos means I watch the games. <laughs> Miras los juegos. <laughs> you do, but you know what? You don't watch. You uh, don't watch the market. The market. You don't watch the market because you have just done a very good job of explaining why people should be selling John Morant right now. Right, the market is like you say the shiny new toy. Recency bias. We had a whole episode on this. Luca is killing it, but people love knocking stuff down a peg. And when when Luca did not just continue like this, it's very hard. Once he takes, once he gets this dip, it's very hard to take that roller coaster back up. It's very hard once you get on that downhill to get back up on that uphill. Patrick you know, Mahomes you need you need that. kind of like a systematic market. Bull market, right? More than a player specific bull market. Damian Lillard had a run similar to what we're seeing from John Morant. Yes, he did. Right? Luca had his bubble craziness, shot, game winner, you name it, right? LeBron has had a run. Westbrook, I watched something on cable, some, some, uh, I can't even say cable, one of the channels, I don't know, Showtime, Cinemax, whatever it was, there's like a documentary about him and about his MVP season. And, you know, at the last 30 seconds, they say, and, you know, Oklahoma City didn't do such great stuff that year, but we showed him because I averaged a triple double and won the MVP. <laughs> you would have loved it, right? Because it's the epitome of stats versus team success. 
But Westbrook was amazing. Everybody wanted Westbrook's cards, right? The Nationals, like, oh, he's going to the Lakers. Yes, Westbrook is great. LeBron yep. also. Is it oversold or is it just uh, the pulse? Change is the pulse of the market, right? Is this just the way we are right now, right? Because on the high end, up in the clouds, where people like you or I do not get to play, right? Up in Elysium, right? Up, up, up in the, you know, the, the nether regions. Well, these are the upper regions of the hobby. Um, Did you do Coca-Cola? So, so up there, it doesn't matter if it's Zion or if it's Jao, if it's Luca, the high end cards sell for high end, right? It doesn't matter. Luca's Luca's low end cards are down, but somebody paid three quarters of a million dollars for his national treasures, gem 10, 10, right? But not Zion Tatum, sold. dude. But not Tatum. Tatum, Tatum never. Tatum, Tatum, Tatum is not in that same world, right? He's not in that whole. Tatum's going to be the generational talent. Arguably, he's had more player success than all those guys. I, I, I'm not saying he shouldn't be. Right. I'm just saying he's not. And Tatum is also missing one thing. Think of the guys we just named, right? Ja has gone on this run of 40 point games. Even LeBron. Say what you want about LeBron. I'm pretty sure he has a. Uh, a streak right now of like was it 26 or 27 games of 20 plus points you know at his ripe old age you know even he's on a little bit of a streak right but Tatum's never really had that signature headline the headlines about Tatum are can he play with Jalen Brown and should the team trade him or Jalen Brown it's never Tatum went off for 40 for six games in a row he's never been able to crack into that stratosphere you know of 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 Collectors where people will pay significant money because this guy might be the next Jordan, LeBron, you name it, right? You hear that said about Luca, about Zion. You hear it said about Ja even now. For sure. You know? And Ja wasn't in that conversation until he did this. He, he you know, he put up these numbers for a season. Where he was the clear-cut leader of the team versus Tatum, if you watch him. It looks like the team success, he's a part of it, but he's not like the whole thing or he's yeah. not the leader of it. But I like the play, man. I like the play. Somebody tweeted uh, today, LeBron is going to make more history and soon in like, I forget how many games, he soon will be the first player ever to have 10,000 points, 10,000 assists and 10,000 rebounds. No one's ever done it. And my response was, is that going to be something we care about when Russell Westbrook does it in two and a half years, because Westbrook's got way over 10,000 points. He's got like 8,500 um, rebounds and he's got like 7,500 assists. So you know, he'll do it and it'll take him less time. He just needs two average seasons going forward, three average seasons going forward and he'll get 10,000, 10,000. Luca will probably do it. I mean, it's the, it's a change in the game, but it's still an amazing thing. I mean, Joker might do it if he keeps passing the ball for the next decade, but, but it does show you, Westbrook. I mean, Luca's already a fifth of the way there in, um, yeah, in three and a half years. Of, years. Luca, it's a different game. I think if you look up Trey, Trey would have a legitimate shot to get there as well. He'll definitely get the points. He'll definitely get the assists. Who knows about the rebounds? Um, but but I bring that up specifically because of your Westbrook commentary. Like Westbrook has great numbers, right? Westbrook has an MVP. People were looking to invest in Westbrook this year because the Lakers might have gotten him that last missing thing, which is a championship. That doesn't look like it's going to happen. I guess it still might. Anything's possible. But Westbrook might be oversold because he's the kind of guy, maybe he goes to another team. There's already headlines. He's going to go somewhere else. 
maybe he partners up with somebody and the style of play for him and somebody else does work. And maybe he does have a 40 point run of 10 games in a row. And his team is looking like they might, you know, actually do something in the playoffs. And he's in the Morant category again. You know what I mean? The difference between Ja and everybody else right now is people need to understand this. Ja hasn't had a fall off. Yeah. He has had some injuries, right? And yeah, he has had some time off because of injuries, but there hasn't been a fall off in his play. There hasn't been a losing, you know, he's still on that. We're going to forgive him because he's young. The team's young. He's still on this trajectory, right? What's going to happen to Ja when you finally get that boom? And maybe it's not this year. Maybe they get eliminated from the playoffs this year, as long as it's not a first round sweep or something. Maybe they get eliminated and people are like, okay, Ja and his team were ahead of schedule. <clears throat> it's kind of like when when Aaron Judge and the Baby Bombers came 17 and 18 and they made it further. They made it to playoffs before anybody expected. People were like, okay, yeah, they got eliminated, but guess what? They're further along in their schedule than we ever thought they'd be at this point in time. Next year, they'll deliver, and they haven't delivered, right? So just cards fall off. If Morant, though, gets limited in the playoffs, next year people are going to be expecting MVP and Western Conference Finals or, or a step pass where he goes. And if it doesn't happen, you're going to see this. And it's hard once this crest happens, once this fall off the peak happens, to pick the, the to pick it back up. There are not many people who you can find that have done that with their careers. For sure. Until they become GOATs, until you don't like Steph Curry, you know what I mean? Until they're like, you know, all-time greats, right? A part of Morant's success will be his team, too. Like, uh, Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain and uh, Dylan Brooks in, the, in that respect as well. You know, did I take that next step? You remember, like, the Warriors in 14-15, if you guys remember, I mean, again, back to that Dre interview, he talked about, JJ asked him, when did you feel that you guys turned a corner? Because if you, if you remember, Mark Jackson was actually the coach uh, of that team. And he was like, we have the best backcourt in the world. We have the best shooting backcourt in the world. A lot of people laughed at him because Dame and CJ were, I mean, they were, that was their prime. So, and then Mark Jackson got fired, brought in Steve Kerr, and it took a little bit of time. And he said it was actually the season, I think 2016, when they opened the season eight and one. And they had, and they went into LA versus the Clippers. And beat that team. And if you guys remember that team, that was the Clippers team. That was Chris Paul in his prime, Blake Griffin in his prime, DeAndre Jordan. That team was Jamal Crawford. That team was like supposed to win the championship. Remember that Clippers team? Yep. Yeah. When they were started season eight and one the following year and beat the world champions or one of the best teams in the league, that was when he said they turned the corner. So it will be interesting to see because I, I do think this Grizz team – they still have some glaring weaknesses. They're not a great shooting team. They're very young. Um, will they turn a corner next year is something to watch out for. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they have time, right? I think people are, are okay with that. They have that, that he doesn't have to win this year. He doesn't have to win the MVP. Like they're, they're what you would call ahead of schedule. You know what I mean? So, so, but there's, there's, there's time that runs out. You know what I mean? It, it definitely does. I read something cool today. Um, you know, for the NBA, we talk about this, right? And how the NBA is a superstar league um, and how, you know, superstars win championships and how a superstar can, can win in the NBA more so than like baseball and, and that kind of stuff. I hope everybody like my little starter play. I'm still pissed off that baseball is not starting. 
really mad about this crap. Saved all my stupid Lubob cards for no reason. Blah. So anyway. I, I think um, they'll start, Cage. I think they'll start. But baseball, a lot of guys on the field, a lot of, a lot of moving parts. Basketball, best player on there. So I read this really cool stat. So the, the NBA just did this 1970, uh, the 75th anniversary, the 75 best players in the NBA. The 2004 Pistons, you know, I think it was like Rip Hamilton and who was on Rasheed Wallace and that team. The 2004 Pistons is the, None of them only, on the... Yep. only championship team that doesn't have one of the 75 greatest players on it. Pretty crazy. You know, I mean, it's just one anecdotal, one data point, you name it. But it does kind of show you that the best players are what you need to get to the promised land for, for the most part. Unless you got Rasheed Wallace beating people up. <laughs> I, I really, I respect the fuck out of that team. I really dislike that team. And that team, man, NBA sports are fucking awesome. You guys remember the team that the Lakers, the, the team that that team played was the Lakers. And it wasn't just any Lakers team. It was Carl Malone and Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. And adding those guys, even though it added talent and during the regular season, that team was unstoppable. Kobe talked about how that team was unprepared for the full court press that the Pistons brought. So I would argue that team <clears> – <throat> even though I don't want to take away from their accomplishments, Putnam, enjoy your championship, Larry Brown. (laughs) It was more a lack of preparation and lack of being ready by the Lakers than that being the best team. But damn, that team could defend. That team was tough. No one wanted to face that team. That was a fight every single game. But damn, man. The Lakers left. Anyway, just a little side note. Interesting, interesting little, you know, sports information tidbit. So, can you pull up eBay for me? Sure. If this was something we that was on card ladder, I tell you to pull up card ladder, but I, I do not expect this is something that you can find on card ladder. So you started the show off by talking about what I would call doubling down on an asset, a double asset, right? Not just an NFT, but a we NFT, right? Go. You're buying something that's an asset because it's an NFT and it's a collectible, but it's also got the Coke name behind it, right? Well, <sighs> I like sports cards because I consider them an alternate asset. There are other alternate assets in the world as well. And it's nice to see people put digital cards together because it's, it's buying an NFT, an alternate asset, and a collectible, a sports collectible, an alternate asset. Now, double asset class. Keep that in your brain. Just put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Right? I'll buy you a Rolex. About, Just give me a few years, Cage. Rolex. I don't, I don't need a Roly. Roly. You know, Audemars Piaget, maybe. A little Patek Philippe, maybe. You know, Rolex. Kind of beneath your boy Cage. It's, it's tacky. Kind of beneath, man. You know? I mean, how about Hublot with the big face? Like Jay-Z. We're going old lyrics now. So, um, I did not know this. And a big thank you to Carter Christian one of our OG Luca Nation members. But did you know, with all the talk we did about precious metals yesterday, we did precious metal this and precious metal that and, and retro precious metal. Can you do me a favor and type in 1992 PM gold? It's precious metal, but I'll just, I'll just tell you PM gold. Did you know there was precious metal cards in 1992? 
because I think Hunter Christian is a screen. really interesting guy. I got to tell you, I'm excited to meet the man. Shady screen, shady screen with me. There you go. And there's one that's an auction of Warren Moon. Let's just click that one there, the, the Babe Ruth one. That's a hundred dollars or best offer. All right, you click that one, show. So in 1992, a licensed product, right? Baseball license. There's NFL license on these. Licensed product 1992, precious metal. I think it was made by Mitsubishi and stamped, and you name it. This is actually gold. So they have three levels. The Babe Ruth I had you click on is a gold. They have a silver, a gold, and a platinum, right? Um, I believe that the silver is out of 10,000. The gold, and they're individually numbered. The, the silver is out of 10,000. The gold, I think, was out of 6,000. And the platinum's out of 1,000. I Dude. prefer the gold. Yes. This says one gram of fine gold. Uh, uh, double asset. So it's an alternate asset class because it is a card, but it is also a gram of gold. So here's where I tell you, we might this have found out, guys. Luca Nation, I'm telling you guys, you will be able to buy these. Not a lot of these. Not a lot of these. Not a lot on eBay. You can find them elsewhere. But it is almost, as we speak, a can't lose. Because go back. Get out of the Babe Ruth. That's $100 or best offer. Right? Click back for me. And, and rank them by price if you want. There, look, there's one. Warren Moon, $89. There's John Elway's for $80. There's a Roberto Clemente. Heck, SGC has a great in one of these. Uh, 98, Gem 10 in an old SGC. Rank it by highest price if you want. There's an SGC one. Of Roberto Clemente in a in an SGC case for three ninety nine, you don't have it there, but it's okay. You can just ninety two precious metal if you want, or however you want to find it. Do some searching on this one, guys. Uh, it's three ninety nine. Best best offer uh, for the Clemente precious metal gold. You're right. Okay, it is it is um, a gram of gold. Now here's where it gets really funny, guys. He's not sharing anymore. He's talking. There must be a girl moving in, so he's he's, he's on his game here. Don't be dumb. So. Good for you, man. So, you know, so bring it back. Go back. Go back. No, on eBay. There you go. Hit back on eBay. And scroll down, and you can take a look. So you guys will find the, the Roberto Clemente on this. But if you go down, there are ones that are $80 gold, right? And on the back, it comes with certificates. So it says it's 0. .99999 pure. Scroll down. Go to the bottom there. Keep it up. 0. .99999 certificate. You name it. And you can buy. I mean, buy Clemente if you want. Babe Ruth. There's a Clemente for ninety nine dollars. There's a Jim Kelly. Keep it going. There's eighty bucks. What is that? Is that Jim Kelly? Eighty dollars, right? What are you doing? Anyway, he's not being helpful, guys. He he did something. to somebody's distracting him? But yeah, eighty bucks. No, go back up. But there you go. Uh, go back down. Oh my God, I can't believe this. Eighty bucks. So here's why it's fun. Andrew will tell you that with a crazy world economy out there, Bitcoin is a cool play. Right, but he'll also tell you that gold is a nice hedge against inflation and the craziness on the world. And if you were to just type into Google right now, hey Google, how much is one gram of gold worth today? It's like sixty-three dollars. Is that right? One gram of gold today. So I'm telling you, you can buy a card that's got actually one gram of gold. There you go, 61.90, 62 bucks. You you could buy a card for 80 bucks, an actual card, licensed card, you can grade this card, do whatever you want. But at at the worst downside to it, it's got $62 worth of gold built into the card. You got a Babe Ruth, 100 bucks the best offer. Maybe you give them an offer of $60 and you're getting it for cheaper than the price of the spot gold that the card is made out of. 
So anyway, hey, tell me the truth. You're pretty excited about this play. Like, if, I, if I'm catching your vibe, you're pretty excited. No, right I'm now. just, I'm actually excited because I'm doing the volume for two people. I'm waiting for you to go on mute again, you crackhead. So, no, there's the SEC one. Yeah, you found the SGC. So, what this tells you, though, this is this a licensed release? Of course, of course. It's got the MLB logo on the back of the baseball ones. Look at the, yeah, here it is. It's I made by me. I said that. You don't, you don't listen. Look at so You have to listen, and he doesn't. I guess that's the rules, guys. There's different rules that apply to Andrew than you guys. You listen, you're stuck listening to me, and he's not. But yes, maybe you know that like um 1.5 speed, 1.25 speed. People have yeah, to people listen, listen to people listen to me on half speed. speed. They tell me half yeah. speed. They tell me half speed. But guys, I'm excited about this. A big thank you to Carter Christian, um, because he just thought it was funny because we were doing precious metal. And he's like, Hey, you ever heard of these? And I'm like, No, but this is awesome. Now keep in mind, you would think platinum is more. It's rarer, it's cooler. You think platinum is more because, and there's only a thousand of the platinum ones. Platinum is actually worth less than gold by the grain. It's about half as much, thirty something dollars, whereas the gold is like sixty something dollars. So anyway, if you're really factoring in the price of the, the precious metal, this is a real precious metal. I want to have a Babe Ruth one. Of, I'm not gonna buy it, guys, because there's like a couple dozen of these on eBay, and I don't want to be stealing one of these from you guys who can get this. And it's, but I would love to have one of these. And, and these are cool. collective or the national and somebody pulls out precious metal michael jordan i'm like i got precious metal babe ruth here you go and it's actually gold so it checks a lot of boxes and it's like a double asset right i mean it's it's freaking gold like real gold i like gold let me hear you do it you do better than me Come you, on. Haven't taken a, you haven't taken a breath in like three minutes i'm good at this shit what do you want from me that's a good episode. That's a good episode, Kate. I get excited. I get excited about this stuff because it's cool, man. You know, I want to do this baseball stuff. I want to talk about baseball games, but if they're not playing the games. This is a cool little baseball thing. And there's a little football too. It also is John Elway for like $80. In a couple weeks, the gold might be worth more than what they're selling that card for. There's a Warren Moon auction at like a dollar. You know, that one might end at like 30 bucks. You can melt the damn gold down. <laughs> See, and if you're gonna do that, you gotta take a video. I want to post it on my story. If you guys try to melt the gold, because that would be funny. They need your uh, aiming flame. Yeah, aiming flame. flame. Vegas you remember Dave. we did the Vegas yeah. Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Did you nailed that. It's fun stuff. Fun stuff. Well, listen. I'll let you get to your new neighbor. Tell her I said hello, and um, you know, she tell her bye-bye. hi. Do me a favor. Don't yes. tell her anything true. The lies are all better. Just lie to her. Bye, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.